What I learned traveling, I feel like I got my sparkle back. When you put yourself outside of your comfort zone, I think that is the best thing you can do to build confidence and learn about yourself. And I'm so glad that I did this and didn't let the fear of being uncomfortable stop me from going out and doing this because the amount of growth in the past six weeks was life-changing for me. And I just feel like I really did, as cheesy as it sounds, found myself and I haven't felt more at home in my like body and my spirit in years of my life. And I just am so grateful for this experience because I truly feel like I know myself so much better. And it was the first time in a long time that I think people got to see my like true self because I was actually like tapping into like my true self. I am fun. I am spontaneous. I am brave. I can do all of these things. And I think when you're in your comfort zone, sometimes you lose sight of that. So that for me has been priceless. I could not recommend doing this more. This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Confident Collective Podcast. It's Rayanne. And Christina. Christina, how yes. is Greece? Dude, it's the motherland. The motherland. She's home. Alert, alert everyone. She is back so in the back. motherland. Honestly, it is so beautiful. Like, it is so amazing here. I just, I love it. Like, there's just, I really, I know I'm biased, but I just don't think there's a better place to be in the summer than the Greek islands. I have to agree with you. I, it is magical. It's magical. It's super, super magical. Um, it was definitely like a journey getting here. Um, and one that I'm so glad we took because I can't tell you the amount of people that before my trip were like, I cannot believe you guys are going to Greece. Like even like my mother-in-law, she's amazing. She's like, you don't think you guys should like just cancel it. It just seems like so much work. And I'm like, what? I was like, no. And like, she was coming from a good place of being like, you know, with Nicholas, it's just like so much traveling with a toddler, this and that. Guys, it is always freaking worth it. It is yeah. always freaking worth it. I'm so happy we did it. It was such a, it's, it's been so great so far. Um, so did you lose your luggage? No, not everything was perfect. Okay. I don't want to jinx ourselves for the way back, <laughs> but all of our luggage came in one piece or came in one piece. <laughs> yeah, it came, it got there. Also, by the way, guys, it's 11 o'clock p.m. at night right now in Greece, and I've been laying in the sun all day, and I'm, like, fried, so don't mind me. Um, but all of our luggage got there. Not only that, I was kind of, like, stress-booking our tickets because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was, like, thinking about big booking business class. Then, but I didn't end up doing it because it was, like, a whole debacle anyways, and I tried upgrading later on, and they wouldn't let us upgrade because seats were sold out and then they wouldn't let us buy an extra seat for Nicholas because he's technically was a lap infant. Um, and under two years old, you can travel with your kid on your lap. I'm like, okay, let's just do that. That's what you've done every single flight. And then I was like, holy crap. Like Nicholas is just a different child than he was a couple months ago. 
He's big, like big he boy. Can't sit still on your lap anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when we got to the airport, I'm like, okay, we need to try and buy him a seat. Then they're like, all the seats are sold out. Sorry, you can't buy any seats. So we're like, oh my gosh. I'm not kidding you. On both of our flights, we somehow got lucky that the only empty seat was next to us. This shit always happens to you. Like it just works out. You must be putting out some good karma. I must be. It just fucking worked out. And then there was this guy, Reinhold, from Austria on our flight who was like sitting next to us because we had like a four row bulkhead. The nicest man in the entire world. And I guess like because we had bulkhead seats, there was like a little bit of extra leg room. Which honestly, guys, if you're traveling with an infant or toddler, always request that if you can. Always, it makes such a huge difference. Even if you have to pay a little bit extra, the amount of extra room you have is a game changer. Um, anyways, he was super cool. He was like talking to Nicholas, playing. Like it was just good vibes. We like exchanged numbers to hang out when we got back in LA. Fun. It's like just good times all around. So it all worked out. Um, and then just finally meeting up with my family after like a 20 plus hour journey was so rewarding and so sweet and amazing. Oh my gosh. I bet it's so special. You're all together. Nicholas's first time in Greece. This is, this is amazing. We, it was so cute today. Uh, we were playing in a town. We were like in the, in Galinas, in the port area and there was all these little kids and Nicholas ran to the kids and was just trying to play with them for so long. And he was like, just figuring out their game. And then finally he kind of started to understand what they were doing. And these kids are like four years old, probably like he's a lot smaller than all of them, but it was so cute. And then all the drive home, he's like, I'm really happy we did this. He's like, he's already grown so much. He's like, he's learning so much. Like this is such a great learning experience for him. Like you could just see his eyes. Like every day he's talking more, he's saying so many more new things. And I really feel like putting him out of his comfort zone has made it such a big difference in that. Oh my gosh. No, I think that's so, I, I mean, admire you so much for traveling with a toddler. And like you said, like getting your kids acclimated to that when they're young is so, I think important if you can do it, just taking them new places, letting them see new things. Like I just feel like they'll become more, um, like adaptable in the future. 100%, but also just a dose of reality too. On the other side, he did have jet lag for two or three nights. So that was brutal. So just like, I don't want to be like, it's all like rainbows and sunshines. Cause like, that's a reality too. Um, But knock on wood, he's over that now. You know what I mean? But yeah. On another note. More adaptable too. Yeah. On another note, you look like a bronzed goddess. Dude, I'm so tan. I think it took you one day to beat my tan for my whole trip. Yeah, I think I think you might be right about that. <laughs> you need to see my brother. My brother is unrecognizable. Wait, you sent me a picture of Alexander. <laughs> I have to take it. I was, I was sitting across from him at dinner. I'm like, bro, like, how are you so dark? He's like, I only have two days left. I'm on a mission. I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, well, that all sounds incredible. We are so happy that you're having an amazing time with your family in Greece. Um, what are, what are you obsessed with while you're there, Christina? Okay. So I'm obsessed with, I, I can't remember if I talked about her before, but I'm obsessed with Colleen Hoover. She's an author. We have talked about her, right? Because, um, I was obsessed with the book Verity that she wrote and I'm reading Heartbones right now, which is so good. I also read it ends with us. My sister 
is someone who like can read a book in like three hours. I think she's read like four Colleen Hoover books on this trip so far. Yeah. I love her books, but have you heard all those scandals about like people said, like basically people like, she's not a good writer. She's not a good writer. And it's like, hold on a second. No. Oh my God. Yeah. People like roast her saying she's not a good writer because it is very, it's an, it's an easy read, but that's amazing. Um, I'm sorry. Like I will, I'm not an elitist reader. Okay. (laughs) I just like to be entertained and have a good summer beach read. Okay. And if that is what you like, if you like a good story, she tells a good story. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I love her books. I'm actually going to, I'm rereading Verity because I can't remember what happened. And I was like, how can I not remember this? I'm rereading it. Wait, I can't, I need to look into this scandal right now. It's just like people basically roasting her saying she's not a good writer and people don't understand like, but she's literally making millions of dollars. She, so many people who haven't been into reading are now into reading because it's just easy, entertaining, re- like books to read. Like, I don't get why people are so like, ugh, like exactly elitist readers. I'm like, chill yeah. out. Like people relax. But I, I love her books too. And she's blown up. I feel like since 2020, I think so too. I was like wondering how long she's been writing for because she has like a bajillion books. Yeah. So, and maybe that's why I like her because I use words like bajillion. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> exactly. I need an easy read. I don't want to be, I need it to be like hand delivered to me on a silver platter. Okay. Very digestible, entertaining, easy. I, I want it to be something I can finish in two to three days max. Yeah. You know? I know. And Speaking of intellectually stimulating topics, I'm obsessed with Love Island UK. (laughs) Do you know, I'm so happy that you had that to come home to. I am so happy because it's honestly one of the few things bringing me joy since I've been home. And in my post-vacation blues, you know how it is. I'm like, what's my life purpose? What am I doing? (laughs) Whatever. I know I'll get out. I'll shake it off, but whatever. But... Love Island UK, I have been binging it. So I've been a Love Island fan for a long time. I've watched basically every season except I think like the first one, whatever. So good. I am addicted. I am starting to think in a British accent. I am invested in these relationships, these these lives. And if you watch it, I have to tell you, at first, I could not even bear to watch Ekansu and Davide now they're my favorite ones. And I'm a little bit behind. I haven't even gotten to Casa Amor, but I am obsessed with them. They're carrying the show and I just love it. It's the perfect mindless thing for me right now. Oh my gosh. Okay. I really wish I can get into it. I really wish I can get into it. I'm so surprised I'm really you're not. When I'm back. There's just so many freaking episodes. It's just too much. Like there's so many episodes. And to be honest with you, I love a British accent. I do. It's just very hard for me to understand <laughs> when there's too many British accents. Do you know what I mean? I, ha- I obviously like watch with subtitles or closed captions, whatever. But yeah. um, I don't know. Maybe I need to give it a ch- another chance because the only season I watched was Love Island UK season three that you like where like, you need to watch. Yeah. See, I feel like we really need to get because I don't watch the reality TV you watch and you don't watch reality TV I watch. So we need to have some crossover so we can discuss I know. Okay. But this is another thing. And I've shared this before, but I don't actually watch reality TV. I just listen to podcasts about reality TV. Yeah. That's kind of fucking weird. It's so weird, bro. It's so weird. Like for instance, right now, big brother's on 
I have not. I don't even care who these people are. I haven't watched. I don't even know their photos. I haven't watched a single episode of Big Brother, but I have listened to the daily life feed updates on the podcast. See, that's so weird to me. Like, I wouldn't. Why would you watch it if you're not? Why would you listen to it if you're not watching it? Because they recap it, so they just tell you what's happening. Okay. So it's almost like listening to a book, maybe. Mm. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's it. Um, what's your product? Okay. This is a basic product that every single person has, but if you don't have it, you need it. The AirPods pro. I'm obsessed with them the way they, okay. And this is why I became obsessed with them because for two nights, my freaking son was waking up in the middle of the night with jet lag screaming, mama, daddy. Mama, daddy. <laughs> and Steve and I are like, are you freaking kidding me? And we're sharing a room with him right now, which we don't share normally share a room with him. Um, and like, we would pick him up, whatever. But after a while, we're like, we need to let him sit there. Like he's, we need to let him sit there. So I put my AirPods in and I'm like, I literally can't even hear him anymore. <laughs> he said, I don't know if that's fucked up or neglectful, but that is the honest truth. Okay. I've had AirPods literally for like five or six years. And now I realize that they are a necessity, a necessity. Okay. See, they make me feel, I don't know why, but when I have noise canceling headphones on, I feel a bit sick. Like, I just hate the noise canceling factor. It really, it really makes me feel weird. Like, I feel like weird. I don't know. I don't like them. Nauseous almost? Not nauseous. I just feel like I'm going to have to put them back in because I have them and I never use them because I'm like, ooh, like, I just feel like, I don't know. I don't like it. But maybe if I had a baby, I would. (laughs) Yeah, that's the game changer for sure. We do feel like you get like a vertigo maybe a little. Kind of. Like, I feel thrown off. Like, I feel like the words I want to use right now are like off kilter. I don't know. (laughs) I would feel like that's like a description for vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, once you have a child, I'm going to gift them to you again. Perfect. And you are updated version and you let me know how they feel. Perfect. I think you need to cut hair. You do? You guys can't see Rayanne right now, but her hair, like the way the angles are, is you just see the front pieces on her shoulder. And I just feel like it could be a really good fashion-y, like modern look for you. I know. I go back and forth. I'm flip-flopping. I'm flip-flopping. I'm having, I'm having dinner with my hair lady, to, my hair lady, my friend Katie, who also does my hair. I don't know why. Whenever I have someone who does my, they, she is my hair lady, my nail lady, my what, like, I, that's just, I'm like, that's probably, like, I'm like friends with these people. My friend Katie, I'm having dinner with her tonight. I'll ask her opinion. She'll give me the honest truth. Um, but thank you. Um, my product this week is, I, everyone's been asking me for this link and it is, Honestly, not my favorite one, but the best one I've found, my tripod for taking photos. It's great for if you're tall. I think we have, we, we keep trying, I think we have used the same link and we both get different tripods every time. So annoying. But I've, I've ordered it again and I've gotten the same one the second time. So I think now the kinks are worked out and I do like this tripod. Um, and again, it's great for if you're tall. And this is the one I traveled around with uh, in Europe. It's not very compact, but I'm, I made it work. So I'll, I'll link my, my tripod for you. Okay. I need to get it because the tripod I have, which is like a very similar one. I just can't get the phone part of it to be even sometimes. Yeah. And she's like, Christina, you realize it's crooked, right? I'm like, 
it, it just does not work. It just does not work. And he's always like, how do you not notice it's not Ethan? I'm like, I'm trying, Steve. Um, but I knew these are like cheap $12 uh, tripods. Maybe that's why. Yeah, that's probably why. I'm excited for this episode for you to recap your European trip. Yes. So today is going to be a little European recap, sharing the highs, the lows, the good, the bad. Um, and even like maybe a little scandalous story at the end. I don't know, Christina, which one I should share. Well, I will, I'll ask you when we get there. And yeah, we're just going to dive in. You sent a lot of questions. What'd you say? I don't know which one to share. I'm scared. Um, But anyway, we'll we'll just dive right in. So everyone, I think I have found my ideal way to travel. And this is how I found that I like, like traveling. I need to stay at like a nice hotel. It doesn't need to be like a, you know, four seasons, but a cool like boutique hotel. I need to have some sort of like adventure aspect mixed with the bougie. Like, yeah, I want to go to the Chanel boutique, but then like the next day I want to be like sipping a Corona on the shack on the beach. You know what I mean? A good mix. Mm -hmm. And my kind of how I got into my groove was like, wake up, shoot content super early, avoid the crowds, get what you need. So then you can just like enjoy your day, sightsee in the morning. Okay. And then you have to come back to your hotel at like three, four rest. This is key. This is key. Nap, rest, shower, get ready for a late dinner, like eight, nine PM. And then you can go out and then do it all over again. This is the recipe, the key to success. I agree with all that. Yeah, the afternoon nap is key. My favorite spots on my trip were Milos, Greek Island, Sorrento, mm-hmm. like Nice, and then I did love Paris. Um, my least favorite spots were Mykonos and Saint Tropez, and I think I'll get into this a little bit later. Mykonos and Saint Tropez, the reasons I didn't like them were these are places where it's like you think you need to go like oh my gosh I'm going to Greece I need to go to Mykonos or Santorini honestly you don't you don't need to go it's just so expensive to a point where it's just like okay I enjoy spending like money on an experience but I'm also not a fucking idiot and it just feels like you're getting taken advantage of to a point where it's like not really enjoyable so that's how I felt in those two places, which I know, Christina, you, you kind of feel the same, right? Yeah, my friend um, is in, she's Greek too, Greek-American, and she was just in Mykonos for a wedding. And we were texting back and forth about it. And she's like, dude, I don't know why people come here. She's like, this is terrible. She's like, there's literally traffic. Why is there traffic in Greece? Why is there traffic on the Greek islands? She's like, why is it $7,000 for a table at a beach club? She was like, get out of here, get out of here. I was like, I know. And it makes me sad that that's what like people think Greece is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like the best parts of Greece are going to the islands that no one knows about or cares about and like just relaxing and having fun and enjoying the culture. A hundred percent agree. And that's why I think I, I liked Milo so much. It was like still, I mean, it's definitely gaining popularity, but it's way more under the radar. So you can stay at like a nice hotel for like $400 a night, like a really, really nice hotel. One of the the most beautiful hotels I've stayed at, which I know that's not cheap, but if you're splitting with like your friend or whatever, 
it's definitely doable. And it's like the perfect amount of like adventure and just being low key and still enjoying the beach without literally spending $800. So those were my, my favorite and least favorite spots. I think if I had to do it over again, what I would do differently is like the cities like Rome, Florence, Tuscany, London, essentially anything not near a beach, I would not go in the summer. I would save that for like the spring or the fall because it was just so unbearably hot, like miserable to a point where it was just, you're just dripping sweat. You're disgusting. It's hard to enjoy things because it was just so hot. I think that if you're going to Europe in the summer, you got to be near a beach, in my opinion. No, 100%. 100%. You, you can't, like you can't enjoy yourself sometimes when you're like sweating and you have to go home to change your outfit. Yeah. And it's just like, I think I loved just like the beach. You're in your walking around. And when you are walking around, you're like in your flip-flops and your swimsuit and it's just way more enjoyable. So that, that is what I would do differently. If you're going to Europe in the summer, just stick to the beach locations and do the cities, which I loved, but do those in like the fall or the spring when it's not fucking roasting. Another thing I'll talk about, which we've talked about in previous episodes a little bit, but I saw a lot of questions on it was how to meet people. And I think the main thing is you got to put on your extrovert pants and be the most chatty Kathy ever. You have to be open if you're sitting. And I feel like it is way easier in Europe just by honestly how things are set up. Like if you're sitting at a table at a restaurant outside, you're, the table next to you is probably 10 inches away. Like it's so close that you can just like strike up a conversation with the people next to you and just honestly, wherever you go, strike up a conversation whoever's making your coffee, like be extra friendly and talk to them. I also think a great way to meet people is through like your drivers or like your tour guides and stuff. If they're like young, like I, our driver in Sorrento and our boat driver in in Sorrento as well, were like young guys. And so we basically just like got their Instagrams and asked like where they went out and if like we could go out with them and their friends. So that's a great way to like meet people Another way to meet people again is if, I mean, if you're single or not single, you could go out and Bumble BFF. I haven't tried Bumble BFF. I can only speak to Bumble like dating. Um, Before you get to a place that your location is there and start like swiping. And that's a great way to meet people as well and go on some dates while you're there. So those are my three ways that I think were the easiest way to meet and connect with people. And I do think don't overthink it. When you're traveling, you're in a super open energy. A lot of the people around you are traveling and are in that same energy. And it's just, I, I think it's, it's easier than you think. 100%. Another thing is also just talking to anyone who works at your hotel and also talking to your waiters. Waiters are, first of all, they almost always speak English. They work in the tourist industry, in the service industry, so they can communicate. And if you catch a good vibe with them, be like, do you have like, we're looking for like a fun night out. Like what's a good place to like to go to? And I feel like they are just such a good buffer and like a great way to meet other people as well. Yes, completely agree. Okay. How much to plan in advance versus going 
going with the flow. For me, I think I, I was really happy with how I did it because I've never done a, done a big trip like this by myself. So for me, I, I had more of a sense of ease and like security having basically the first four weeks of it planned. I just felt for my own peace of mind, I felt better about it. And I also like researching and doing itineraries now. Like I love it. I want to know where the spots are and the places I'm going because if I miss something, I kind of like regret it a little bit. So I just think that helped me. I basically had every day planned out for the first four weeks with days in the, in there that were like empty, but I basically had a whole skeleton for the first four weeks of my trip. And I will say Europe this summer is so busy that if there are certain restaurants or things you want to do, just book it, book it in advance. Like your, the, your top things you want to do, book it in advance because it is really, really busy and it would suck if you went somewhere and then you couldn't get in or do something because you didn't plan it. Um, with that being said, as I got more comfortable, it was way easier to go with the flow and just like change plans. Like I was supposed to go to Paros for, for like three or four days and my friends ended up being on another island, Naxos, and I switched it and went there. And, and then I was like, oh, like I need to book my, like I was definitely more lax, like with booking ferries and flights and stuff at the end, because I just felt more comfortable. So I think if this is your first time doing this plan more than you think, and as you get more comfortable, you can change things is my advice. But I know Christina, you're way more chill than me and you, you're way more go with the flow. I'm way more go with the flow, but it's interesting because we're um, at a new Island right now. And, um, the, my, we're staying at this amazing house and it's my friend's house. And she's like, grew up coming here. Her family like is from the Island. So she gave us an amazing list of like all the restaurants, all the beaches and all the things to go to. So we haven't really planned anything before we came, but I just loved having all those spots. And like, I feel like we kind of like had a good idea of like all the places that we wanted to hit before we came. Um, and just like a general vicinity of like where things are. And I think that if you don't want to like totally plan your trip and you want to be more go, go with the flow, having like a, at least a few places in mind and like where they're located. So you can kind of like group things in one day, because I think for me, I'm like, if I like booked a lunch at one, but now it's like 11 o'clock, like we, I don't want to go to lunch at one. That to me feels like a little stressful too, but at least if you like know, Oh, this is the place we were going to go later. Or this is like where we want to eat. This is the beach. And it's like all in this general location. You can like at least be a little bit more go with the flow, but with like a plan in mind, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And like, I too, like if I had a plan, like if we had a dinner booked at this time, if you already have a reservation, it's easier to call and change it. Like if you're like running late, like I can't even tell you how many times I was like, Hey, can we push this back? And then we still have the table, but you can, it's flexible. So yeah, I agree. Totally. Versus like being wanting to go there, not being able to get a table at all. 100%. Yeah. Um, the best money I spent I would say the boat day in Sorrento was like a life highlight. It is expensive. So it was $2,500, but you can have up to eight people on there. It's a full day thing, like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. full day. So if you have more people, obviously it's more affordable. I worked with them and created content with them. So I spent like $600 on it and it was worth every single penny. It was one of my favorite things I've ever done in my life, honestly. Another thing that was worth every penny was the hotel. 
in Sorrento, the Grand Hotel Royale. If you are going, I cannot recommend this hotel enough. I don't know what it was about this place. It had such a magical energy. It was the most beautiful place I've ever stayed. They have this like elevator that takes you down to like a private dock beach thing for just the hotel guests where you can like dive off the dock and swim and lay out, drink a spritz. It is, it was my favorite hotel and worth every single penny. Sometimes I go to hotels and I'm like, this was not worth how much I paid. That one, 100% yes. The last thing that I think was worth every single penny was renting ATVs in Milos versus renting a car. It was just, it like it made everything feel more adventurous than just driving in a car. Like it was just more fun and more adventurous. And it honestly made our experience just feel more carefree and more fun. I love renting ATVs. They're so fun. And they're like, if you're scared of mopeds, which I understand, I feel like ATVs are so much easier. So much easier. more And way more comfortable. You just have like more room. And if you're with a friend, it's like you're in it together. Like I couldn't, that's where like what Steve and I always do whenever we're traveling around Europe, uh, Greece and Italy in particular, but Nicholas kind of killed our vibe this time. But. <laughs> Can you put a car seat on the back of one of those? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, actually, are you kidding me here? Literally you see like kids on mopeds and ATVs to like sandwich in between. I'm like, eh, I'm not that comfortable yet. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Um, okay. Worst money I spent was at Principote beach club in Mykonos. This place, honestly, basically any beach club, except for the one I went to in Nice. It just feels so grimy. You walk in and everyone is just so snooty and you're just like, um, I'm paying to be here. Like, why are you treating me like shit? They were just snooty, gave me like uppity, like LA vibes. Honestly, I did not like it. Everything was so expensive. A cocktail was 30 euros. A, a bottle of Dom Perignon was 30,000 euros. Like the mark, like I, I, I would guess 3,000. Okay. That's like a big markup. 30,000. That is just sickening. It was sickening. And like, basically we got, we were joking. We were like gaslit by our waiter because we were like, what's the cheapest thing on the menu? He's like chips. I'm like, great. We'll, we'll order the chips. But he's like, well, you can't order the chips without ordering a burger. But like, I'll give it to you. If you order the burger, like I'll give it to you. Like for like, basically was saying like a deal, whatever. So we order the chips and he gives us, he brings us a hamburger and French fries. So I'm like, oh, I guess they call chips, French fries, French fries chips like they do in England. We get the bill. He char- these chips was like 30 fucking euros. And we're like, wait a second. You told us these were like, he told us this whole story. And he was like, you didn't order chips. Like you got French fries. And we're like, wait, what? what? Like literally gaslit us into being like, like it was so messed up. I, it was so messed up. I hated it. It was just like gross vibes. It was not, it was just to a point when they, in these places where they hike the prices so much, it's just like, okay, like you're making, you're like making a fool of me. And honestly, I kind of felt the same about Saint-Tropez. I mean, we stayed at a beautiful hotel. Again, wasn't worth the price. The beach clubs, not worth it. Um, it just was, yeah, not, I just, the, the, these like super hyped places. I mean, the $75 pasta I had one night in Saint-Tropez just was not, just not worth it. So lesson learned. Okay. Another question I got was how easy it was to like get around not speaking the language. 
literally you do not have to worry about this at all. Everyone speaks English and makes us look like it's so crazy. We're the only country that doesn't speak another language. Like everyone speaks English. I think just learn before you go to a place like the basic, like, hi, how are you? That sort of thing. Just like to be polite and like at least try Um, and then they'll know and they'll give you an English menu or they'll start speaking to you in English. And honestly, it was not, it is nothing to worry about. I don't know about you, Christina, there on the smaller island you're on, that's less touristy to people speak English. Everyone speaks English. Everyone speaks English. And it's almost like annoying because I start speaking Greek, but then like, I'll catch myself like forgetting something like today. I wanted to get chips and I didn't know how to say chips. Once he heard that, they just start speaking English to me. I'm like, no, like I want to speak Greek. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone just speaks English. It's crazy. I'm like, wow, everyone's like so much more educated than us Americans. Seriously. We know, we're like, it's kind of embarrassing. I'm like, God, this is, everyone speaks English. And then we're just like, you definitely never let a language barrier stop you from traveling because I promise you, you'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. I think the one thing that I used a lot, like when I was doing laundry and like the, on the washing machine or trying to buy laundry mm-hmm. detergent was um, on the Google Translate app, you can take a picture of something and it translates it for you. It was instead of like having to type everything in, it was so helpful because I almost bought fabric softener to do my laundry instead of laundry detergent. So yeah, the Google Translate app is going to be your best friend. All right, let's talk a little bit about fashion, people. What I wore the most, what I didn't wear. So your summer uniform in Europe is going to be like a long skirt, sandals, a little crop top, and like a cool accessory, like a, like a chain belt and like a straw bag. I did wear a lot of like light flowy pants and then just like tiny tops and sandals it's just super laid back, super relaxed and like just chill. I wore heels maybe one or two times when I was in like London and Paris. It is, you see these influencers like posting in their heels, running around these cities, like maybe Paris, but you're just walking so much. It's not practical. And like, you don't know where your night is going to take you that like, I, you don't want your shoes to hold you back from like, missing an experience because you're wearing heels and your feet are killing you. And this is coming from me. Like I love wearing heels. Like I wear heels all the time and I just, they were pretty much a waste of space in my suitcase. If I'm being honest with you and it's, everyone is wearing like flat sandals anyway. Like you honestly stick out more if you're like trying to walk on the cobblestones and like six inch heels than if you're just in flats sandals. Yeah, 100%. I would say I actually wore a pair of heels tonight, but I have these heels that I'm kind of obsessed with them. They're these like really big platforms. So it almost feels like you're wearing flats anyways, because they're not like a stiletto or like a pump or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so if you are going to wear a heel, do something like that, that you could like wear from day to night. Um, but even today I was like, oh man, like I'm chasing Ron Nicholas right now. Or like if I was dancing all night, like I probably still would have preferred to be in flats, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's just like, honestly, picture like Mamma Mia, your hair is undone. You're in like just exactly. a flowy top. Like it just, oh, you, and you feel like, cause I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm not going to feel confident. You do. You feel confident. You feel beachy. You feel just, oh, it's the best. It's the best. You don't need, maybe bring one pair of heels. Like you said, like a platform or something just to have, but I didn't wear them. 
And the only other thing you really need are dresses. Cause I feel like linen dresses are just amazing. And like, it's such a good and like important summer uniform. And especially in Southern Europe, you can wear them literally as a beach cover up and then take them out to dinner as well. Yeah. Linen is your best friend. Cause it is so hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. A few tips for traveling alone as a woman and being safe. To be honest, I felt really safe kind of everywhere I went. And I kind of joked about like big girl privilege in this regard. Like, I'm like, who's going to try anything with me? Like I'm literally bigger than most men. Like I definitely feel like I'm a bit, you know, but you have to be, you have to be safe. Um, all jokes aside. So a few things I never said I was traveling alone. Um, like I would always say that I was with a friend and she didn't feel well and like was back wherever, um, or say you're meeting up with people or, or whatever. I wouldn't be like screaming from the rooftops that you're traveling alone. Like just leave that out. Um, I don't say exactly where you're staying. Like if you're chatting to people, just say like, Oh, I'm kind of staying in this neighborhood or this area. Like, don't be like, I'm staying at this hotel. Um, always have a portable phone charger on you. I kept like a small one in my bag just because I just think your phone is kind of like your lifeline, like have your phone charger, get a SIM card. Like don't try and personally, I think if you're a woman traveling alone, I wouldn't try and like save money. Like you can get SIM cards if you don't want to pay. Like I ended up doing the AT&T international plan and it was really honestly expensive. Um, but have your phone because like you just, you need it. Like don't try and be, I think if you're traveling alone, it's just like a safety thing. Um, and then obviously just be like aware of, of your surroundings. Um, I'm, whenever I'm in Europe, I'm like hyper, hyper aware. I like always carried my bag like to my chest and just was very aware. Some people messaged me and were like, I would not recommend wearing like your designer bags in Florence and stuff like that. I did wear mine and it, and it was fine, but I guess hearing some stories, I would just be careful with that as well. Um, but yeah, just be aware of your surroundings. Um, yeah, I think the only other thing I would add to that, cause I think those are all really great tips, especially like having a reliable phone. You just, that's like scary when your phone dies, like that's terrifying, especially if you're in a foreign place. Um, the only other thing I'd say, like if you're traveling around to a bunch of places is like, if there's someone at home that you like touch base with a lot, just like let them know your location. Yeah. I shared my location with my mom. So she always yeah. could see where I was. Yeah. I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, okay. Someone asked if I only have one week, where do I go? And what do you think is worth doing, et cetera? All right. So I honestly said either two things. I said Greece and I can only speak to like the places I've been in Greece, which isn't very much. I said do a few days in Milos and a few days in Paros. I just think it was incredible. The most blue water I've ever seen in my life. The vibes were immaculate. The food, incredible. I think, and you had this the other day and my mouth was literally water and Christina, the fried feta with like honey on it. Oh my God. So so good. Um, Or I would say Italy. I loved Sorrento. It's very close to Positano, but like way less people, way more affordable. You don't have the crowds. And if you want to, like on the boat day I mentioned earlier, they can dock and you can go into Positano for lunch and like say you've seen it and done it. 
you don't need to stay there. I, I personally think it kind of what I've heard is kind of the same vibes as like Mykonos and like Saint Tropez. It's just so expensive in the summer and just so crowded that like, if you want to see it go in for the day, but I don't think you need to stay there. Sorrento was amazing. And another place that I was just so overwhelmed after my scooter accident. And I really want to go back and redo it is Ischia. It is like a place where you go to like relax. They have these like thermal pools and amazing beaches. And I would, I would do like Sorrento and Ischia. What would you say people, if someone asked you that, Christina, where would you tell them to go? Yeah, I think that's really smart. And I think that like, just in case people don't know geographically wise, like you chose two different areas that were like close to each other. Like I feel like people a lot of times make a huge mistake when they're traveling by trying to like bounce around too much and like have spending too much time on the actual travel part. Yeah. When you're only traveling for a week or so, you do not want that eating into your time. No, completely agree. Another thing that I was honestly scared to finally look at <laughs> the total cost of the trip. Oh my gosh. If it were me, I would never even look at it. I'd just be like, that'd be great. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Honestly, I haven't looked. I'm waiting for my accountant to send me like the full breakdown, but it was around $28,000. Um, and again, do not let that number discourage you. You can do it for so much cheaper. It's insane. I mean, I was like doing everything like the nicest hotels balling out on like I like balled out. You guys you don't let that discourage you. But I also want to be real with you because I'm obviously like posting this trip and like doing all this stuff like it's not fucking cheap. Um, so that's like flights, rental cars. I mean, like my rental cars, I probably spent almost three thousand dollars on rental cars because they're just so expensive right now because also I don't drive a manual. You have to get an automatic. So it's just like things like that do add up, but don't let that number discourage you. You can stay at really great hotels for way cheaper, hostels, even whatever. You can do it for way less. Um, but that was the, the total number. Oh, sweating. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to calculate something right now. Like how much were your rental, like how much was a rental car a day? So expensive. Okay. Like $500 a day sometimes. Because like, this is like another thing. What? Like the one when we were in the south of France and I was like over Saint-Tropez and we wanted to go to that canyon. Um, the rental car was $500 for the day. Okay, that's insane. So like in Greece right now in Gaganas, we're spending $40 a day. No, it's like, it's wild. And a lot of places, like if you can drive a manual, it's cheaper, but also there is like a rental car shortage because of like, uh, the pandemic and stuff that still they're seeing that. And yeah. I think too, where you are, where you are renting it also has an impact. Totally. And also it's like our friend's cousin's company. So that probably helps, but also their manuals. So yeah, that's a huge difference. Huge yeah. difference. And I would, the last thing I'll say before I share one of my scandalous stories to end the episode is I think what I learned traveling like alone and also, I mean, I met up with people along the way, but traveling for me, I feel like I got my sparkle back. Like I was able, when you put yourself outside of your comfort zone I think that is the best thing you can do to build confidence and learn about yourself. And I'm so glad that I did this and didn't let the fear of being uncomfortable 
stop me from going out and doing this because the amount of growth in the past six weeks was life-changing for me. And I just feel like I really did as cheesy as it sounds found myself and I haven't felt more at home in my like body and my spirit in years of my life. And I just am so grateful for this experience because I truly feel like I know myself so much better. And it was the first time in a long time that I think people got to see me for who I like my like true self, because I was actually like tapping into like my true self. Like, I'm like, wait a second. Like I am fun. I am spontaneous. I am brave. I can do all of these things. And I think when you're in your comfort, so sometimes you lose sight of that. So that for me has been priceless and so worth all of the money I spent on this trip. Learning about myself was, was so worth it. And I could not recommend doing this more. I think every woman should do it. And yeah, it was just amazing. Um, proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. Thanks guys. Um, okay. The, to finish things off, I'll share the scandal story, uh, uh, but I'm like, you talk about Gustas. Wait, is that not his name? Giannis. Oh, Yanni. Giannis. Why did you Gustas? Because I think I was joking because I saw so met so many guys named Costas. No, he's his name is G I A N N I S. Yanis. Yanis. Okay, we'll tell the Yanis story. Okay. Well, you can tell whatever story you want, but you have to. If you, I feel like you have a photo of the Yanis. I have a photo of Yanis and I together on the beach. And of the jeans. Oh no, that was a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. Maybe that was Costas. No, that was Olaf. <laughs> oh, I'm confused. <laughs> I have not, I did not kiss anyone named Kostas. Okay, okay, okay. Not bad. Okay. I think, the, I think you're just in your dreams thinking about that. But Maybe. yeah, the skinny jeans guy was, I did meet him in Greece, but he was Norwegian. And you know what? I'll tell you, I thought the skinny jeans were working for him after a few, uh, Aperol spritz. Let me tell you, did not mind, did not mind at all. Okay. But I'll tell the, I'll tell the Yanni story. I keep saying his name wrong. That's so mean. He's such a sweetie. How do I say it? Yanni. Yanni's. Yanni's. Okay. So me and my friend Hannah are in Milos. We're staying at this gorgeous hotel and Hannah is not feeling well. And she also just like, even besides, even when she's in her full health, she breaks one of my main rules of traveling, which is like, she likes to go bed, to go to bed really early. Like she does not like she, she may. And you know what? I, I admire this about her. She has zero FOMO at all. She, no, she's completely at peace with going to bed at nine o'clock. She's like, I'm tired. I'm out. That's like my sister. And I'm like, she just doesn't care. I wish I care so much. I'm like, I could not like, I literally didn't sleep for six weeks because I had so much fear of missing out on something, mm -hmm. which is probably not oh a great gosh. thing too. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> so anyway, I woke up really early one morning and went and shot content at this beach and came back to the hotel and like sat down to have breakfast, um, by myself. Hannah was still sleeping and our waiter who was our waiter every morning at the hotel, was like chatting to me. And again, I've just, I was very friendly to everyone 
that I met and we were chatting and I, and whatever. Um, he was like, how was it going? Like, how was your beach day? I was like, Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. But I'm kind of sad. Like I haven't really seen like nightlife. Like, is there nightlife here? You know, Hannah, she's not feeling great. So we haven't been staying out late. And he kind of got like a little bit quieter and he was like, well, I could take you out. And I was like, okay. And again, he was kind of quiet and he was like, could I like get your Instagram? And so we like exchanged Instagrams and I thought like he was going to like take me out with like the guys at the hotel later, like take me out with his friends, whatever. He messages me later and he's like, um, okay, so I'm thinking, um, why don't you meet me in town and I'll bring a bottle of wine and we can like go sit on the beach and have some wine. And I was like, oh, I was just not expecting that. Like, I thought we were going to go out with like, because I was talking about nightlife and like go out with his friends. And I was like, okay. So basically had to like, I felt like I was sneaking out of this hotel because he works there (laughs) and he couldn't like meet me at the hotel because later I found out it's like, obviously you're not really supposed to, I think they have like a don't tell, like, don't date the guest rule. Don't date. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not really supposed to, or the manager said he just doesn't want to know about it. I don't know. I hope, oh, I shouldn't have said what hotel I was at. Whatever. I don't think the hotel manager listens to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I go down, I meet him in town. Oh, he also was wearing skinny jeans. The Greek, the European men still love skinny jeans. I forgot about that, but I didn't have a photo of these skinny jeans. Um, so, okay. So we go down to the beach and he like takes me to this little like overlook. We're looking at the ocean. He's so sweet. I find out he's like 23 years old, a baby. (laughs) He pulls out this like bottle of wine, this bottle of white wine out of his backpack. And he like brought two cups. So freaking cute. Two plastic cups. You guys, this wine was the sweetest wine I've ever tasted in my life. Like I could barely drink it, but I was kicking it back. It was warm, the warmest, sweetest wine I've ever had. And he's like, oh, like I just thought. I know. He was like, I just thought, you know, you would like this. Like I thought, you you know, you would like it. So I got this bottle. I was like, I love trying new, new wines. I do. This is, is great. Like I didn't, I didn't have the heart to tell him like, he doesn't know he's 23. You know what I mean? Like I probably would have yeah, drank that I'm wine when I was 23. That's right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. So anyway, we go and we're like sitting on the beach, just like chatting. And he's like, do you want to go for a swim? I was like, oh, I would love that, but I didn't bring my swimsuit. He's like, neither did I. <laughs> And we just go skinny dipping in the ocean. And okay, this is where it's like funny because it is so rocky. Like I'm trying to be sexy and I can like bear, I'm like naked, barely walking on these rocks and it's like, doesn't get deep. So in order to be like submerged in the water, we have to be squatting down. So like we're (laughs) naked in the ocean but like squatting on rocks. Okay. So it is just like awkward. It's just like clunky. It's just, but it's like awkward, but it's not like, if you guys don't know, the rocks are so painful. Yes. So like try being sexy in front of a guy, like in the moonlight and you're like stumbling over rocks. Okay. So this is another really embarrassing part that I'm okay. We're girls, girls here, guys. I was like finishing my period 
And I was like, fuck, I am not going to let this like ruin my chance to like make love in the ocean with the Greek man. Okay. Oh my God. I hope no one, I know listens to this (laughs) anyway. So I'm like joking around as I'm like squatting in the ocean and I'm like, oh my God, like, are you a good swimmer? Show me your butterfly. What the hell? Joking. So he starts doing butterfly stroke. And while he is doing this, I literally, sorry to the universe, I take my tampon out and I throw it as far as I can because I'm like, thinking, I'm like, oh my God. Like imagine if this like floats back towards us. Thank God it didn't. So anyway, one thing leads to another. We're in the ocean, you know, dot, dot, dot. It is so awkward because these we're on these rocks and we're squatting and it's like, you can't get leverage. It is like, like, oh my God. So we end up going on the beach on these like bean bags in front of this resort. I don't even know what resort it is. And I kid you not, we're just, you know, people are like walking by, walking to dinner and we're just like going at it on a bean bag. And I'm like, what is going on? But I had had about three glasses of that sweet wine by this point. So I didn't really care. Um, but he was so sweet, so sweet. We stay in touch a little bit and um, we took a little selfie together. I look so bad, but I will post it in the Facebook group um, for everyone to see. So that was one of my romance stories from the trip, which was really fun. Um, I love that story so much because (laughs) there's so many different layers to it. Um, and I think that sometimes you just need to let like all your inhibitions go and just have a good time. I let the, I let them go. They were, they were gone. Let me tell you. Um, so yeah. And I think the one, the other question I'll ask that I saw a few times, how many guys did I kiss? I only kissed eight, which I don't think is that that's, not, that's like pretty good. That's like averaging like one a week, one a week, one and a half a one week. And a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just making up for when I'm in LA where I don't speak to men. So there we go. <laughs> and now I guess to like end it all, like since you've been back, how do you feel? Cause I know you've been saying a lot that you have like post vacation blues. Yeah. I think it comes back to like learning. I think no matter what, after a big trip like that or any trip, you kind of feel like it takes a few days to get back into your routine. I definitely think it's solidified for me that like my time in LA has been so incredible for me, but I'm ready for something new. Um, and I think that, um, I also think that I, again, feel like, because this is what everybody does, like I need to sign a year lease and like be in a place and like follow this path. And I really don't think that's for me. I found that I was, especially in our job, like create more creative and super inspired when I was moving around it a lot and felt really alive. And so I do think if I had to say right now, as I've been thinking about it, um, I think kind of for the next year, I might be moving around, um, put my stuff in storage and move around and just try out some new cities and see what I like. Um, I think I mentioned on the other podcast, this thing called, I called it green point apartments, which is not what it's called. It's called blue ground apartments. Okay. So they're short term leases of furnished apartments and it's less than the rent I pay in LA. 
depending on where, where you go. So I just learned that I think I thought I had to like be in one place. And I learned that I actually feel more alive and more inspired when I'm traveling and moving around more, which is what the woman said to me who I had a reading with in London, which is kind of crazy. Cause I always thought I was definitely not, I always told myself like, Oh, I don't think I could do that. I'm not meant for that. Like, and I proved to myself that I actually think I was, and I just took that chance. So that's where I'm at. I'm still feeling a little bit like lost. Like, what am I doing? You know, like I feel sad that the trip is over and I talked about it and planned it for so long. Um, so I'm kind of just getting on my feet a little bit and then coming up with my next plan. So I think I'm going to be a little bit of a nomad for the next year. I think I love that for you. I think that's so super exciting and you can do that. So why not? Yeah, exactly. So that that's the European recap. And that's all I got for you. Christina, we're eager to hear how your Greek summer unfolds. Um, I'm sure you'll have some good stories for us next next week on the pod. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, that's all we got. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us. 